Hello, and welcome to the Manifesting Makeup Artist podcast. I'm your host, Amber Tallarico, founder and creator of the What It Takes documentary and now online platform. I'm so excited to bring this podcast to our community that offers education, motivation, and inspiration. It's my mission to connect education with mindset techniques so that you can manifest the career of your dreams. If you love this episode, make sure to give us a five-star review and feel free to take a screenshot on your phone to share with your social media and tag us on Instagram. I want to take a moment to thank our awesome sponsors, EI School of Makeup, where artistry meets industry. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this podcast. All right. Are you ready to manifest the shit out of your career? I sure hope so, because I know I am. Let's get on with the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Manifesting Makeup Artist. Today, I'm interviewing makeup artist Alicia Barunas. So during this interview, we're talking about how Alicia started her career from simply doing a research project on the makeup makeup artist industry, which is actually really, really interesting. Her story is really, really cool. And we talk about from her start all the way to where she is today. And like I said, she has a really, really great story. And I really think that it's one that a lot of you can relate to because I personally have can relate to a lot of what she says and the experiences that she had. So I'm so excited that Alicia is here to speak about her journey and kind of be very, very open and honest about it. I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. Also, the best part is her planner. So she actually has created a planner called the Freelance Makeup Artist Planner. So this planner is essentially created for freelance makeup artists. It is absolutely a game changer for our industry. I have one myself and I'm completely obsessed. And I'm so excited to share that as a Manifesting Makeup Artist listener, you get 20% off by using coupon code WIT20. More info on that later. It's going to be at the end of this episode. So definitely stick around so you can get more information on how you can use that code. And let's go ahead and dive on in. So I am with Alicia Byrunas. Is that how I pronounced it, right? Yeah. Byrunas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. um, and I'm really excited to have you for our podcast. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. And I thought that you were the perfect person to have on it because you have a really cool story and you're doing really cool things. And I think that you and I both uh, can agree that we share a lot of similarities in kind of the process of it all. So I'm excited to have you. Yeah. I'm really excited to be on. This is fun. Yeah. Um, So obviously I want to start by having you share 
a little bit about yourself. So basically, um, I started in 2000, I guess kind of three, because I started in theater in San Francisco. So um, from 2003 to 2004, I was kind of doing like civic theater, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do with myself. Um, If I wanted to go to college or I wanted to go like pursue acting or what I wanted to do with that. So I went to college and I hated every second of it. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I, I just don't, I don't know what I want to do. And I didn't know if I really wanted to pursue acting in a traditional like film TV sense. If I did, I wanted to do theater, but I didn't want to really move to New York. I was a kid and I was scared. <laughs> I just didn't really want to, but LA was close enough to home. So I had this teacher that was like, write this essay, uh, pick any job in the world and research it. And I think she was honestly just trying to figure out like what we wanted or help us figure out what we wanted to do with our lives. Um, so we weren't just sort of going through college aimlessly. Like, you know, unfortunately I feel like a lot of (laughs) people do until like their junior year. So, um, I wrote this essay about makeup because it was one of the things that we did in school that really got me excited. And I was like stoked to, to do makeups and take pictures and show my friends. And like, I would do effects makeups on my friends, like crappy wax cuts and like (laughs) ax wounds. And, um, I would get really excited to like make them walk around school and show everybody what I did, even though it was awful. Like I look at the pictures (laughs) now and they're hilarious. Um, but it was something that really got me going every day. So, um, I wrote an essay about doing makeup and at the time, um, you know, we didn't have, well, I guess we kind of had, did we have Facebook? We were still on MySpace. What? MySpace. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, we definitely did not have Instagram. So there was not a lot of access to like people who did makeup and it wasn't as in your face and YouTube wasn't a thing. And um, so I didn't really know what to do. So I'm Googling like people who do makeup and I emailed, I can't even remember who I emailed, but I know I emailed a lot of people to be like, Hey, is this a job? Like, is this a thing? What do we do? Um, I need this information for my paper. And only one person wrote me back. Oh, wow. One. And um, it was this chick, Bobby, um, <clears throat> probably going to destroy her name, but we're going to go with Bobby Weiner. And she goes by <laughs> Bloody Mary. So uh, she's an older makeup artist. She started a lot older uh, than most people do, but she is basically one of the military suppliers for like uh, camouflage makeup. Uh, I guess to the public, she's kind of more of um, like a Hot Topic makeup brand. So she does like red mascara and white mascara and everything's marked all kind of gothic and cool. And that's all carried at um, Hot Topic. But she wrote me back and she was like, uh, go to makeup school immediately. <laughs> go to Joe Blasco. That's where I went. Um, I literally launched my career the second I left there. Um, all the teachers are working, all of the, you know, at whatever criteria um, she was going by. And it was really funny because I... In retrospect, I love the school I went to. I should have researched more, but I was just like, that's where I'm going because she told me to. Right. Um, So that's what I did. So I went and did a tour like the next summer. And then um, like three months later, I was in makeup school, which was insane. And then uh, basically I left school and I I wanted to do, I, I started school wanting to just do special effects. That was like what I went there for. And then it turned out as I was there, my teachers were talking me into learning beauty and they're like, you really need to learn this. Like, you're not going to be able to make it unless you want to work in a lab, which I figured out in makeup school. I didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. This wasn't really for me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
I still do. It's funny because now I have the patience for fabrication, but when you're 19, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want to put the stuff on the people. Like, I don't right. want to make it. I don't want to take six weeks to make this mold or whatever. So I figured out that I just wanted to basically be on set, but um, I didn't really know which direction it goes. So I kind of was like, well, maybe I'll do editorial for a while because I like doing creative makeup. Um, and I did, and it, there's just not a lot of money in it. <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely not. No. And it, it was funny. I had this conversation with somebody who was explaining to me how much you make, um, doing like covers of Vogue. Cause I was like, I was like, well, how do you get, you know, jobs working these giant target campaigns in old Navy and these big companies? And they're like, well, basically you do the hundred dollar cover of Vogue so that you have the clout to get the target ads. And I'm like, but I don't, <laughs> I don't want to work that hard. To, <laughs> I mean, I, I did, but I was just like, I, maybe if I don't want to, you know, it takes a lot of self-reflection to be like, well, if I don't want to work that hard for it, then I don't want that. Totally. Um, 100%. Yeah. So it was like, and then I don't, I just don't. And there's somebody out there that definitely does. It'll take every hundred dollar cover and starve to death for years on end to, to get to that point. I just didn't want that. So I ended up uh, meeting somebody on Craigslist. <laughs> Craigslist. Craigslist. OG, OG Instagram. <laughs> um, yes. who, she actually, um, this is kind of funny, but at the time she was transitioning into doing uh, adult films as a makeup okay. artist. So she had lined up all these like short films and things with um, students that she couldn't take on anymore. So she was mm-hmm. like, hey, do you want to do these short films? And that kind of launched everything into production for me. Okay. So that's, that's nice. kind of, yeah. It, it's really cool that you said that about the magazine covers. And I think that I feel like people that are on the other spectrum of like, they they would be the ones that would be down to do the editorials for lower pay to get to those like bigger things. I feel like typically, I mean, this is, doesn't go for every single person, but they're the ones that are like, you guys sit on set all day for 16 hours for yes. how much? Uh, no, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it goes both ways, totally. but it's, it's, it's definitely like you're either this type of person, you're that type of person. And um, I think that that was great that you said that. Cause I think that's relatable on both ends, you know? Absolutely. So. And it's funny too, because I remember talking to teachers and they, and even other makeup artists, once I graduated, when they were like, you know, you really got to pick a path, like just pick a lane, because you can't do everything. Like I know everybody thinks that they get out of school and they're like, yeah, I, I can do editorial. And I can, I, I love when I see um, cards that are like print, film, bridal, media, like, yeah, <laughs> like they'll pick something because you got to become an expert in something. Otherwise you're kind of like, okay at everything. Right. Um, right. And you kind of just discover that. And like, we were just talking about, it. it's like, you kind of have to figure out what uh, your tolerance level is yes. in, certain, in certain areas. So like I, will do bridal sometimes, but I cannot, Mm-mm. I cannot really stand working with the public. Like, I, but I know that about myself. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm glad it's quick and it's overdone like a bandaid, but I can't, you know, uh, I, I could not imagine spending every weekend with crazy people's families. <laughs> right. Right. Oh man. There's so many stories too. Oh God. Endless. Yeah. Um, and then there's, you know, sometimes like I did a lot of years in retail beauty too. So mm-hmm. I uh, freelanced for two years and I ran out of money because that's what you do when you're a kid. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I had to get a job and I was like, well, the best way I can still practice and still make some money is to go work for a makeup company. Mm-hmm. And that was actually my dad's idea. Cause he was just like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like I'm out of money. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I went and I got a job as like a part-time counterperson at Clinique wearing the little white coat. Yeah, those white <laughs> coats. So slick. <laughs> uh, the little white coat. So um, scientists. Why is it so weird? Kind of from scientists. <laughs> it's so bizarre when you really think about it. But actually, uh, out of all the beauty brands that I had worked for over the years, they were actually the best one to work for. They're uh, a really great brand. They're really great. And they're good to their people. And they're, uh, you know, out, out of everybody, the most thankful. And I've worked for very small companies and they were probably the biggest, but they're incredible. And, um, you know, I can't, I can't say enough good things looking back mm-hmm. <laughs> at that experience. And they took really good care of me. Um, so I, I basically transferred around with them a little bit. I grew with them and then I was like a counter manager of like a million dollar counter. And then oh, wow. recession hit. Um, so in 2008, the retailer that was our partner, uh, this little company called Got Shocks, went under. So there was this whole back and forth if they were going to get bought. They ended up at the last, literally last hour, they pulled out because the money couldn't transfer quick oh, enough. Shoot. I know from some like company in China, I think, um, was trying to buy them uh, to do like a reinvestment and like a revamp of them. But yeah, anyway, yeah. they ended up closing. Um, but then Clinique, because they were so good to me, my account executive was like, I'll transfer you back to LA because she knew the whole time. Cause I was in Chico at the time in Northern California. And she knew at the time, like all I want to do is move back to LA. And I kept talking yeah. to her about it every time. And it, it it's really funny thinking about it. Cause I, I could have just done it myself, but she was like, no, I'll transfer you back. I'll get you back there. No big deal. Um, so that's what we did. So I ended up moving back to LA and then it was great. Cause that gave me the legs to be able to freelance again on my days off. Yeah. So she kind of like, honestly gave me a huge gift. And, um, I ended up leaving Clinique <laughs> because I got talked into going to benefit. Oh, okay. uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, leave, we'll just leave it at that. Benefit. We'll just leave it at that. Um, so I left them after nine months. <laughs> okay. I was with Clinique for four years and then, um, I left them after nine months and then I went to uh, Napoleon Curtis and oh, nice. my boss is there because it was such a small company. Um, really kind of invested in us and they're, you know, they're, they're, they, they had this whole like management mentor program through Harvard that they set up. And, um, I had kind of joined the company like three months before the program was even over. Mm-hmm. And they were like, listen, if you want to do this, just do what you can, you know, but it's really important. Um, we're growing everybody into these like mentor positions. And as we grow, we want to have, um, you guys all turn into like sales executive, like official sales like management executives, um, kind of like third, third people down from Napoleon himself. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but we need you to go through this program. And I was like, I'll finish it. I'll just I'll finish the whole thing. Let's just get it done. You guys spent the money. <laughs> I've got the time, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I spent, I like literally would go home every night and this is the kind of dedication you have to have to kind of any principle to finish things properly. Yeah. But I went home every night and I spent hours on the computer just doing these online courses and I got it done in three months. And, um, I knew I wasn't going to retain a lot of it. Cause when you're following <laughs> through material that quickly, you're not really, yeah. but thank God for screen grab because yeah, I still yeah. have all the stuff <clears throat> from that, um, course on my computer. Oh, so wow. I can, I can go back, go back to it. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so really quick, I want to talk back, um, about your experience at school. So you're kind of just explaining yeah. to me right now, which I really love that you said it is you were just kind of plowing through the three month um, online program that you were doing. But when you were going to Joe Blasco, can you talk about 
your experience with that and what you did to kind of make ends meet when you were, cause I, I don't know what their schedule was, but if it was anything like ours at mud, we literally were there full time. And so, you know, you, were you working then? Were you making contacts then? Like, what were you doing in school for the people that are listening right now that are either wanting to go to school, in school, maybe just recently got out? Yeah. So I basically, I had given myself before I knew I was going to go to school. I want to say I had given myself like a year because I kind of knew that I wanted to go before I went to tour the school. I had already known I, I'm going to do this. Like this is happening. Um, so I had saved up all my money and luckily I lived with my parents at the time. So I had this like crappy job as a cash office person at Ross. That was my Mm -hmm. first job. (laughs) Um, so I was making, okay. I mean, this is hilarious to say now, but like when (laughs) this is 2003, (laughs) um, I was making 1125 an hour. That's really good for 2003. (laughs) It was good. (laughs) I was like, I am rich. Yeah. (laughs) So I, because I didn't have to pay rent or anything. And um, my car was like rich, rich. (laughs) flipping my hair. Um, (laughs) So because I thought I was rich, I'm like, cool, I'm just going to save all my money, all my millions of dollars I'm making um, at 1125 an hour, but I was full time. So I was working like seven to three. Mm -hmm. Um, So I saved all those, that cash. And I, you know, I would put $5 in my gas tank instead of filling it because I'm like, no, but I, I could save all that. And I don't really need more than $5 this week to get to work. That was also when gas was a dollar forty nine. I was gonna say, well, how much was gas then too? Let's talk about that for a second. A dollar forty nine a gallon. Um, <laughs> God, that just sounds ancient. Anyway, oh, it doesn't sound ancient. It just sounds so uh, nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I saved all my money, and then when I, because I knew I was gonna do this regardless, and <clears throat> I think I had saved like fifteen grand or something. So oh, wow. I got to school. You were smart. I was trying to be smart about it because my, well, my dad was very like, I'm not going to help you because I think this is stupid. Like just to be quite frank with it. He just thought it was dumb. He's like, what are you going to do as a makeup? Like what? <laughs> Can you even make money? Like, I don't understand. Which um, is a, which I think lot. a lot of us. Go yes. Through. We yeah. experienced at least somebody in our lives that has said literally those exact words. Exactly. And not that my dad's incredible. So I don't want to say that, you know, he um, wasn't supportive in the end of it, but definitely in the beginning, both my parents were like, oh, this is dumb. (laughs) So they were basically like, you do this, you take care of it yourself. So Mm -hmm. I transferred my job because I was like, well, I have all this savings, but just in case, like I still want to have a job, but I could only work part-time because um, the schedule at Joe Blasco was like eight in the morning till four in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And then if you wanted to, you could stay for like an extra two hours from like 4.30 to 6.30. They would do like a little boot camp for a specific skill, like oh, cool. a lap strip or um, just eyebrow day or whatever. So you could just work on a focused thing. Yeah. But I couldn't go ever because I you were working. had to work from Ugh. 5 to 9.30 or 10 o'clock every night. So um, I, when I got here too, the store here, I was in the Sherman Oaks Ross, which was insane. Um, they're like a studio store. So mm-hmm. it's just nonstop all day. And there was like this random Saturday. And I think I was like two weeks into school. And there was a Saturday where like, I had had it. Like I couldn't stand it anymore. I wasn't in the back office anymore. I was on a, a register and I just kept thinking to myself, like all these people that are in this class with me are going to be way ahead of me when I leave because they're all staying for these extra classes and I'm not yeah FOMO FOMO like (laughs) core and I just kept thinking you know 
I'm already behind on beauty. Like it wasn't my forte going in. So I really need to be there for these things. So I lost my shit on a Saturday and I literally just went to the like supervisor and I was like, Hey, I'm going to clock out for lunch and I'm not going to come back. And he's like, what? (laughs) Wow. I know. And I'd been there like two years and I was like, no, uh, by this time, like with my transfer and the time before when I was still kind of in high school with this job, I was like, no, I'm not coming back. And, um, so I started going to the seminars every day and I, um, the, this amount of information I got out of going to those two hour blocks of time was super powerful, but Mm -hmm. that's also where I lost all of my savings because now I'm not working. Um, I was living with a boyfriend at the time, so he was paying half the rent, but in LA, as you all know, rent's always been expensive here. And we were paying like $1,200 for a 400 square foot apartment. Holy shit. We're 18. <laughs> we can, right. like, he's working at Home Depot. Like we, we can't really afford this. And I'm living on savings now and I've only got $15,000. So in LA, that sounds like a oh, lot, but it is. And it goes so fast. Like, you know, that. And so we kind of hung on for like a year or so. And then I started at like, I don't know if I could do this. And I'm working on student films. So it's like $50 a day, $100 yeah. a day, if you're lucky. Right. Um, I mean, that's still kind of the case, but <laughs> not with me, but like with student films. Just with student films. Yeah, Bless them. I don't pay, but um, that's kind of what ended up happening. So that's how I got myself through school. But I think it's really important to know that like when you're there, that every single thing that you're doing, regardless of the catty shit going on in the class and um, how grueling it is and how much information you're getting every day. Like all of that is a super solid foundation. And then three years from leaving school, it's not even going to matter a single thing you learn because you're going to relearn it your own way and apply it in whatever environment you're in. Um, But applying yourself, like learning to apply yourself and really put your head into it is Mm -hmm that's like the breeding ground for who's going to survive doing this and who's not. Totally. You got to make a lot of sacrifices. A lot of sacrifices, you know, like quitting your job, quitting your job, <laughs> quitting your job. Well, Cause you get in FOMO and you're like, I gotta go. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, I can't tell you how many, I mean, on a personal note, like how many fights I would have with that person I was with at the time um, about like being confused why I'm working a 15 hour day and getting paid $50. Yeah. It's like so a lot hard of, to explain that to somebody. Yeah. yeah. Cause they're like, I don't understand. That's not even legal. And you're like, yeah, but this, this industry works a little bit different. It's really it's, strange. Yep. Uh, you know, so like your loyalty <laughs> to that person starts to come into question. Cause they're like, where are you really for 14 yeah. hours a day? And you're like, no, I'm serious. Like you want to come to work? Um, <laughs> so they don't, it's hard to explain to anybody, even now, like even getting paid, you know, a proper rate, right. still, like, how do you do this all the time? Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah. My sister for the longest time, she was like, and I think that she had a lot of truth to this, but at the time I was not really ready to hear it, but she was like, Amber, what are you doing these hundred dollar day jobs for like 15 hours? That makes no sense. Like that is not worth your time. Yeah. You're better than that. And I'm like, Allie, it's just how it works. And then to, it got, it did get to a certain point where I was like, okay, you're right. I do need to. And, and luckily her saying that at a certain threshold for me, I was like, all right, she's right. I need to actually start setting a bar. But the typical person that isn't in our world has such a hard time, like, understanding that it just is what it is on both ends both film and fashion like you're either doing 
not eat like a test shoot, which doesn't pay at all, even a kit fee versus, you know, or like a student film that it's maybe a kit fee. It might be just a meal for the day, which is like Doritos. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Doritos and Subway. <laughs> yeah. Like it just, it is what it is. And, you know, I think that it's hard to explain that to, to somebody. Yeah. And even, I mean, I, it's a, kind of funny because you almost want to explain to family and friends that are trying to talk you out of this. Like, trust me, it's hard for us to wrap our minds around it too. Yeah. But because we care about it so much, we would do it for free. We would pay them to let us be there. Right. If it made, you know, if it wouldn't put me in a tent in Skin mm-hmm. Row, I would probably have paid people to let me have the opportunity. Right. Um, because we just, we care about it so much. And, and I think that you know, the money comes eventually and it does suck for a long time. Like the money sucks for a long time and your confidence is going to suck for a long time, especially mm-hmm. if you get stuck with those hundred dollar a day jobs. Cause you're like, I think I'm better than this. Um, right. Now, right. You look at your book and your work and, and the entire, I mean, I have like 16 years to look back on now, but it's really funny. Cause I look back at that. I'm like, why did anybody ever give me a chance? Like, <laughs> Holy God. Like if a kid <laughs> came to me with this, but I save all my portfolios. Yeah. Like, we, all my printed portfolios, I, I stopped printing them out like 2011 when we didn't mm-hmm. really need to anymore. But all my old ones, like I, I had one from every like two years, I would reprint out all my new photos and all my new stuff. Oh man, it's like, it's fun to actually go back through them and, and see how far you've come. And totally. it, it actually kind of gives me like this ridiculous amount of confidence. Like, oh no, uh-uh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have been so far. I, what was I thinking? Why did I think gluing things to people's faces was good? Like, <laughs> why did I think that was makeup? And I don't mean prosthetics. I mean like fabric. Right. <laughs> Feathers. <laughs> Lashes so heavy the girls couldn't even open their eyes, you know? Uh-huh. Like it's oh, um it's really funny to look back on all of that. But what um you were talking about your dad and and kind of your mom too, when they were like, What the hell are you doing? Like, oh, like they're like getting nervous hearing you say like, I'm going to go pursue this as a career. What was it that during that time period, do you recall what you did to either like keep them at ease about it or convince them? Or did you just kind of do your thing? And you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to have to, you're just going to have to like, watch me do this and I'll prove to you then. I think it was that. I think I, um, you know, they kind of just were like, I don't know if this is a good choice. And the fact that I was dropping out of, I wasn't in a normal college. I was just in a community college. So it wasn't like I had like gone through all this stuff to get into college. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I purposely did not take like the SATs. <laughs> Cause I was like, Same. Oh, how dumb I am. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Um, I might've even told them I did. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> just to avoid the college thing. I think, I think they were slightly at ease only because everything leading up to this point in my life, like I'd been in a band for a long time. I was a dancer for a while. Um, I'd always been kind of successful at things that I'd done. Cause I just have that mentality of like, just get it done. Like mm-hmm. whatever it takes, just get it done. <laughs> what it takes. What it takes. <laughs> um, so I've always just had that mentality. So I think they kind of trusted it, but in the, like vocally, they were like, this is probably not the best idea. And I think it's only because they didn't know anybody. And I think that's like a parental protect. Now that I'm looking back, it's like almost like a parental protective thing. Like if they knew somebody in the industry that could like help me, yeah. it would have made me feel better. Like yeah. I remember the only thing that made them comfortable with me moving to LA by myself or with, with my boyfriend at the time was that they knew some people that lived in LA 
Um, and when we, we came here to look at the apartment, they, um, they took us all around LA and they were like, well, we live right down the street. If you ever need anything, like that's the only thing I think that kept my dad from showing up here every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they were like, if you do this, like it's all you because they didn't trust it, you know, and they wanted me to learn the hard lesson of if you mess this up or it's not lucrative, you need to learn that lesson. And I appreciate that about my parents because Mm -hmm. They didn't just like keep giving me money. I think I asked them for $35 one time to fill my gas tank mm-hmm. the whole time I lived here. And I was struggling, but I was just like, no, I have to prove to them mm-hmm. that like this wasn't a bad idea. And I think um, once I got on with a makeup counter, my dad was kind of like, oh, you can do makeup for a living. Like it made more sense to him. Yeah. Yeah. And then That's all this. World. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, there's a different avenue. And he felt better about it. So what ended up happening, um, because he couldn't pay, like I had a a $20,000 school loan Mm -hmm. that I was taking care of and I had a a car payment now and, um, I was trying to get back on my feet. So my dad, bless his, his sweet, sweet, sweet soul. (laughs) Um, he ended up taking all my credit card debt and paying it off for me Oh wow! um, as like a, Hey, we were kind of wrong. Like, let us help you. And so he just took my, he literally physically took my credit cards from me. (laughs) It was like, You buy, you buy nothing else on these credit cards, gas or food, like everything like gas and food was on those credit cards, um, for, you know, over a year. So he took care of that for me. Um, and now it's really funny because he's always texting me like, what are you up to? What are you doing? What are you working on? Send me pictures. Yeah. Um, He's excited. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of fun for him to see like how far I've come and, Mm -hmm. um, I think now he's kind of like, oh, I get it. And it's going to take everyone's families that long to get it unless they live here and have friends in the industry or they're freelance themselves. And this kind of applies to any freelance job, I feel. Totally. Um, until they know somebody or do it themselves, they don't realize yeah. how actually hard it is. Exactly. I had a friend in high school when I told him that I was going to cosmetology school um, he looked at me, he's like, so you're throwing your life away. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, didn't wow. think of it that way, but okay. And then he actually, he, he and I are still very close a couple years ago. He's like, Amber, I'm so sorry that I said that to you. Like you've proven me wrong. And it's, it's, it's one of those things that they're not going to like be persuaded anyway until they actually see what the potential is and that it actually is. Cause even when I was growing up, I didn't think that this was like something you can make a substantial amount of money. Like I thought it was literally just like a hobby that people yeah. did. I'm like, you know, and the whole stereotype is like, Oh, well she went to cosmetology school because she didn't know what else to do with her life, you know, which is sad. That's really sad. <laughs> yeah. It's really sad. It's really funny that that's a, such a, a weird stigma. And I was just talking to a friend who um, worked in Australia for years. She's been a makeup artist for like 30 years. Mm-hmm. And she had the same stigma, even in Australia, like this, you know, goes overseas where mm-hmm. her family's just like, what? You do what? Okay. Like they just kind of write you off. And yeah, I almost kind of feel like, you know, in the last, like, because of Instagram, maybe and it's more in everyone's face. Like what we yeah. did was sort of that to people, even people in our own industry were kind of like, Oh, she's just the makeup person. Yeah, totally. I mean, You're even right. to this day, you have like old school people and stuff that don't even want to know your name. They're just like makeup. Right. Like, you don't yeah. even, you're not a human. You're just the person with the brush, like in people's faces. Right. Um, so I think that that's, uh, <laughs> I think that's a really funny part about our, our business, but she was like, yeah, the, but the rates were good. Um, at yeah. least in Australia because, um, it was a specialty, like, and it was really hard to find anybody who would even be remotely interested in doing what we do. And now that it's sort of the cool thing to do, yeah. I feel like there's so many more 
more of us doing it. And, you know, while that can be discouraging and I have had this conversation a thousand times, it's like, but you find your niche, you find your people and you can make the money. Like, I don't, I used to not believe, like, I used to think that that was like desaturating us and it was hurting us as a, as an industry, but they are their own thing. Mm-hmm. they're their complete own beast. And yes, there's still going to be people that want to pay us a hundred dollars a day, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yep. you just tell them no. Right. Exactly. And I think, uh, kind of going off of what you were saying, the oversaturation that's happening now, I think that a lot of people aren't opening their eyes to what every other industry is oversaturated in as well, which just means that like, yeah, there's more people, in this industry that's, you know, becomes more quote unquote competition, but there's also more, more shows, there's more photographers, there's more directors, there, there's more of everything. And we're all growing yeah. at the same expansion rate that, yeah, it might feel that way, like we're not, you know, getting these jobs or whatever, but it's all relative. Like there's more of us, but there's also more jobs because totally. there's more of every single department that like exists, you know? So I like to talk to other artists about that that might be feeling, I don't know, up down about the oversaturation. It's kind of more of a mentality. You just have to understand like. It really is just a mentality. And like I always, like I'm a champion for this. If you don't have an opportunity to create one for yourself. Like there's so many avenues, like stick your head into a project, do something like, uh, do something creative with what you know how to do. Like one of my favorite things, um, to see is when I'm, I go to these trade shows like monster Palooza mm-hmm. and I see all these effects artists with these small resin, um, casts. Like, I don't even know when people started doing these, but like I buy them all the time and I love it because it's like, cool. I get to have, like, I am a, I love art. Like there's so many talented people and, my God, it's mind blowing. And I wish I was half as talented as some of these people, but I love that they have thought of a way to like, let me take home a little piece of art. It's pretty Mm -hmm. inexpensive. I can afford, you know, 30 to $60 for a really dope sculpted little monster that I can put on my shelf that I can paint myself. Mm -hmm. I feel like I got to be part of their project. Um, That was a really smart thing people started doing. So I love seeing stuff like that. Anything people can do, you know, I think, um, starting uh, like Facebook forums, even like Mm -hmm. starting podcasts, like all of these things, like we can all offer education. We can, everybody is really good at something else Mm -hmm. (laughs) other than just doing makeup. And if you really think about like, what am I really good at? And I do makeup. How can I combine those things to make something Mm -hmm. really cool? My friend and me were talking because I'm really into like comic books, uh, but that's sort of like a hobby thing Mm -hmm. for me. I'm I'm not really ever going to use that I might, but I'm not really ever going to use it to drive something forward. But we were talking because I was having a really dead period. And he was just like, all right, let's think of something you can do right now. He's like, how about you start a Twitch stream and you do like comic book recreation makeups? And I was like, oh, that's such a thing because I got to it just didn't fit like what I wanted to do at the time because I'd have to set up like a whole thing and then I'd have to have graphics. And it was, you know, Mm -hmm. but it was a great idea. So if you think outside of the box, like Mm -hmm. there's this girl that's an insane body painter and she does all these really cool, um, like comic book, like storm and all these really dope body paintings on herself. She does them all day long. She does them every Saturday. And I think on Tuesdays and this girl makes like, you can literally see on Twitch, like (laughs) the money coming in, people just donate. And that's what she does for a living. And now she's like this crazy, like popular, uh, I think her name's Kay Pike. Um, she's this crazy popular Twitch streamer and she's doing mm-hmm. makeup on there. So everyone just kind of has to think outside the box in a, in a dead period. But 
there's so much work and so much work mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to figure out how to grab it. You yeah, know? you got to get creative nowadays. That's the that's yeah. the difference between I feel like the the ones that are separating themselves from being successful versus non-successful, which is you you just have to get creative and you have to step out of that comfort zone. Like the Twitch stream, like that was something I, I mean, that would be so awesome to do. Or like Facebook lives, Facebook watch is like starting to become this, like, I mean, there's what Emmy nominations for Facebook watch shows. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like get creative, get consistent. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, this like one type of like, Oh, I'm only going to do short films or I'm only going to do like, do something on the side as well. You know, there's so much. And you know, with all these, everyone's kind of like laughing in the background about like all these streaming services coming out, like Disney plus and (laughs) Apple TV and all of these different streaming, like Hulu, all of the, but all of this is opportunity. Like it's, yep. They're, they're going to be hurting for content because they've all got to compete with each other so that five years from now, they can all start buying each other out, but they've all got for the next five years, all of us should be drowning in work, like having to turn things down because they are going to need everyone. And and it's not just in California. It's not just in New York. It's, and it's not just Atlanta now. It's like a tons of work in North Carolina, in Michigan, in um, Seattle, in Portland, like they're, they're going everywhere. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's definitely work out there, especially for production people. Yeah. Um, As the magazines are dying, (laughs) you know, maybe, all of those people just have to kind of figure out like a more creative stream. I would totally sit and watch a Twitch stream of somebody doing a dope editorial makeup. Mm-hmm. I would like if right, yeah. If Char wanted to get on Twitch, <laughs> I would sit and watch it all oh day. My god. Oh my while god! I do yeah. other things, but I would sit and watch it all day. You know, totally. Like people get creative and think outside of the box and use their other skills mm-hmm. uh, because everybody's learned something from someone. Like I was saying when I worked at a counter, like the things that I gleaned from that was like getting to practice on every type and type of skin tone, every age, every like race, every, everything, Mm -hmm. um, every texture. Um, so I got a lot of practice from that and then learning how to sell myself. Mm -hmm. There was, I mean, everything else sucked, (laughs) you know, it's, it's not for the faint of heart, but Mm -hmm. some people are really damn good at it and you get really good at it. If you just pay attention to what you can learn in any situation on any day when you're like, this sucks. What am I doing? Instead of thinking about it that way, think about it. Like, what can I learn from this and what can I take forward to kind of help me in the future? Totally. And any opportunity that's given, just take it. Exactly. Um, I want to start talking about some of the like law of attraction manifesting stuff that I know that you are very uh, fond of as well as I am. Yes. And kind of, do you, as of now, do you, I know you do a lot of goal setting, obviously, because if you're planner, and we'll talk about that in a moment, but um, what do you do for like either self-care practices or law of attraction practices, like anything like that? Is there anything that you do personally that you would suggest to other makeup artists maybe that are in like a struggling state and they need to get out of a rut or they're not finding the work that they want? Is there anything that like advice that you would give in that world of law of attraction or anything like that? I mean, uh, okay. So this is like, it's kind of complicated because this is so, it's so personal. Um, but I feel like I wasn't that great with manifesting things. Uh, I have a friend, um, named Melissa Beck, who's also a makeup artist, but she, I literally call them manifestations because she, 
this woman, I swear to God, like, I'll tell you what she does because she's really good at it. So she basically like, she's one of the people who taught me how to vision board. And she's like, she last year rallied us all together and was like, we're going to make vision boards. We're going to go to Hobby Lobby. We're going to like, I brought a bunch of magazines. We're going to cut things out and just talk. And she's one of those people that literally will say things out loud every morning. Like I'm going to New York for work. I'm going to New York for work. Or if she's out of money, she'll stand in her mirror and say a thousand times, I have a thousand dollars coming. I have a thousand dollars in my bank account. And she'll just like say it over and over. And then I am not kidding you every time it happens. (laughs) I don't know. Like her big thing this year was like, I'm going to New York for work because she'd never gotten to work in New York. She's always like Chicago, everywhere else. And she gets to travel quite a bit for for work because she personals for a couple of people. But this woman literally said, I'm going to work in New York. And guess what she's doing on the 20th? Well, she already just got to do the same thing. But within two weeks in December, by the end of the year, she was doing it. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was on her vision board. Um, so she's one of those people that can just like say it and make it happen. Um, for me, like my self-care is more... I'm not good at meditating because I always fall asleep. <laughs> so, like, calm. Um, so for self-care, what I like to do, like, I, um, I mean, this might work for some people. I really like to go to the gym um, and I turn my music up as loud as I can. And I pick a point on the wall and I know this sounds weird, but it's almost a form of meditation and I run mm-hmm. and I just stare at this point on the wall and I try to empty my mind at any time, like a, a thought about work or a hobby or I need to do this, that, or the other thing, um, starts to enter my mind. I try to push it out cause I'm just staring at this dot and focusing. Um, and then by like 15 minutes in your mind is empty and you're just going for it. And then mm-hmm. you get that like really great runner's high at the end of it. And I try to take like an hour every day. I'm not working. Um, sometimes I'll go after work if it's been a really hard day and I need to like, yeah, get rid of the stress, <laughs> get rid of the stress and the, the bad energy or whatever that has happened. Um, that's something that works for me. I also have like, it's not really an altar, but it's like a whole, uh, setup with like tons of different crystals. Um, I don't know a ton about crystals and, um, like crystal healing, but, mm-hmm. um, I try to, uh, follow my friend Mel's lead who also is very into this stuff. And, um, she'll suggest, yeah. So she'll suggest like, um, put this in your pocket, put this in by your heart, put this one in your bra or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll really help you tomorrow. And I, I really try to just like follow her lead. And I kind of, uh, I kind of rely on her a little bit for like my uh, manifesting just cause yeah. she's so good at it. Um, but I also, uh, think that part of manifestation is just not sitting around waiting. Like we were just talking mm-hmm. about like the creating an opportunity and like, okay, well, if, um, if I don't have any work next week, like, and I start this project, inevitably somebody will call and that always happens. Um, and recognizing that is really important too. um, plan to go see your parents, like just keep saying, okay, cool. I'm going to go see my parents out of town on this date. And I swear to you, somebody will call you. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not even planning on going. Isn't that um, so strange how that works? That happens to me all the time. Like the, everything you're yeah. saying is like, oh yeah, yep. I know that. I've experienced that. Yeah. Like my joke is always, and everybody in the industry, I feel like is like, oh, you're not working by a plane ticket. And then literally somebody will call you for like a six month long show. And you're like, yep. oh, great. Um, so, you know, stay flexible <laughs> on <laughs> right. vacation plans in case you're not working. And all of a sudden you're like, well, I have all this time off. Like you probably won't. Um, I also think keeping, uh, I recognize about myself. I think it's it, manifestation kind of starts at like recognizing things about yourself that, um, 
maybe work against you a little bit. So like, I cannot be idle. I have to always have something going or I get in my head and I panic and I think I'm never going to work again. And that is not ever the case. No, like, I know it's scary. Yeah, it is really scary. And I think every freelancer in general goes through that. But I, I know, especially for makeup, when you see your other friends working um, on Instagram or wherever you're talking to them and they're like, Oh, cool. Everyone's working and I'm just chilling. Um, yeah. You can really get in your head about it, but it's like, mm-hmm. no, but you are working. Like you're working on setting up that next client. And next week when you're working all week, your friend won't be. Totally. Um, so get that out of your head. And comparing your your career in general is just self-detrimental. So I think is. manifesting can also be like manifesting for you and everyone that you know and everybody that you meet um, that is in the same industry as you. Because if they're successful, inevitably at some point, they're going to need you. So that makes you successful as well. And that goes for seasoned artists mentoring students. And that goes for students looking to, to get, you know, um, apprenticed or, or mentored by an, an, uh, another artist too. Like the respect, as long as it's going both ways, always, you can manifest that work in the future. Mm-hmm. So like, I was just having this conversation with my friend who reposted something on Facebook uh, about um, giving, she like saw like a homeless woman and she gave her like a hot meal or like hot chocolate or something. I forget what the deal was. Um, she's like, I'm not, you know, the, at the end of the day, she wasn't posting it. She was just saying like, Hey, it's really cold outside. Like be kind to people. Mm. Um, and I was telling her, I was like, Oh, that's a, that's actually really sweet of you. And, um, I was like, you know what I actually do? And it's actually kind of illegal to do in LA. Um, like if I see blinking meters, I always refill it. Like I always have quarters from laundry, like in my, my backpack. Mm. Um, so if I see like a blinking meter, I'll go throw a quarter in it just so they don't get a ticket. Like I don't need, you know, I don't, need to post about it or anything and I don't need to tell anybody I'm doing it but I feel like doing little things like that like you're just welcoming nothing but kind of like good yeah good Good karma totally so I think just doing nice things for people um there is a we'll see what happens (laughs) like (laughs) karma um but I have this whole box of stuff that like I just don't have any use for um makeup wise I don't Mm. do any like editorial anymore and I have a ton of like gold liners and things people have given me. And I, um, I've been kind of chatting back and forth with this, um, student makeup artist that goes to mud. Uh, and I actually today, after we're done with this podcast, I'm going to go sneak over and drop this box off for her. Um, of just all this makeup because she, does, she cannot afford to build the kit that she's mm-hmm. going to leave, um, school. So I'm going to set her up with like, I swear to God, this box must be three grand worth of stuff, but it's oh, just wow. stuff. Like I don't need it. And it's cluttering up my Zen. <laughs> yeah. I'm in this whole organization thing of like cleaning out my closet right now. So. Yep. All right. So we're going to wrap up with talking about your planner, the makeup artist planner. So we were just talking about manifesting and, you know, trying to create goodness around you and, um, you know, having a certain mindset to kind of welcome in, good jobs and all that kind of stuff. So I want to talk about your planner. So first of all, I know you've explained this before when we did our Instagram live, but for those that have hadn't, you know, been able to get on that live session, talk about where this planner came about. So I think um, it's, it's kind of funny because we've already sort of been talking about where it came from. So this literally came from having idle hands and I was off for, um, like two years ago, I was off for like two weeks in November because of Thanksgiving. Um, the whole town shuts down, uh, and I can't sit still. And I had already had this idea for a long time. Um, 
on my iPad, I had just been like using good notes and sketching out like ideas for like, I would just want like a planner that sort, cause I was using, I'm a big day planner person and I was using like three different things to sort of keep track of my business. And while I like the idea of digital versions because it saves paper or whatever, um, the less amount of time I can be on a device, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the better I feel. So I really like to do my planning stuff um, externally, or I have like a planning app I use on my phone still. Um, but I implement that into a paper planner later. So I just use a very basic planning thing and then I transfer everything over and then I can decorate it or highlight it or whatever. So I really wanted to make something that was basically like a business ledger where I can keep track of payments and then I can keep track of all my expenses and everything was in one place. Um, so as I was sort of sketching this into a notebook, it started to just kind of like, oh, but I could add this and I bet people could use this. And I just kept adding to it and adding to it. Well, I had all this um, downtime in like November and I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and not do anything. Like at least if I'm working on this project, um, you know, it'll, it'll give me something to do and I'm still focusing on makeup, right? So makeup business related. Um, and because I had to do so much research for some of the topics that I wanted to talk about in, in the, what turned into a book slash planner, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was learning, like I was, I was actually like self-educating, um, on some of these topics that I really wanted, that I thought were important that, um, need to be implemented all of the time and, um, in what we do. So I sat down and I started to like learn InDesign and I started to flesh it out. And, uh, from that point, it just kind of kept growing and taking on more tools and more tools. And I was showing it to friends and they're like, dude, you really have something here. And I was like, okay, well, you know what, for the first time, I'm not going to think too much about it. I'm just going to keep going forward and take it like one step at a time because I'm, I'm not a publisher. Like I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know printers. Like I don't know, yeah. you know the percentage of, of black ink to like CMYK and RGB and all this stuff. Like mm-hmm. I had to learn all these printing terms to do this, but basically it, it, I really wanted to make a tool that would help everyone grow business because the one from teaching in makeup schools, cause I've been a teacher before, um, on a few occasions doing special effects classes. Um, nobody teaches business. Nobody, no, they do not. No. And they don't dig in and it's no, it's more than just teaching you how to make a resume and a cover letter. Girl, you can go on Google to do that. <laughs> like you don't even need yep. somebody to really teach you that. So I'm like the things that people struggle with are balancing finances do I buy that palette? <laughs> do I, how do I track inventory? How do I, uh, how do I report my taxes? Um, and you know, and get proper write-offs. How do I, um, how do I set a proper rate? And like, how do I know what it's costing me to do a job versus what I'm bringing in? Because while you might make $400 on a day, you might've spent $300 and not even realized it. I was like, I know all of these things because I did that Harvard class. Um, I, lo- I learned so much about like, like business concepts that are a little uh, more acute than, mm-hmm. than what you get taught. Uh, and like a t- and even in high school, <laughs> like mm-hmm. economics or whatever, like they don't teach any of this stuff. So I was like, if I make all these tools and I put them in this book, I feel like this will at least at least for students, I think it's really good for people that have been doing this for 25 years too, that want to like kind of revamp the way that they uh, look at money and mm-hmm. look at the cost of doing business because it's expensive to do what we do. And if I, if I laid out these tools correctly, I was like, I bet you this would help at least somebody mm-hmm. like really dial in their spending 
and actually show them like you are making a profit or you've had a really bad year, even though you made 70 grand, you know? Yep, exactly. So, so that's kind of where it came from. So I just started putting in, it started out more just like financial tools with that. And then I was like, well, on top of that, let's add like business concepts and like business principles, things that Mm -hmm. make us human to the person in our chair, like trustworthiness Mm -hmm. and being adaptable and um, knowing how to negotiate properly. And some of the topics I explore, I'm kind of, uh, they're abstract a little bit. So they're like not typical, um, typical ways of looking at it. And mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff I've learned from doing corporate makeup jobs. And when I'm doing those corporate jobs, I always listen. I can't even tell you how much I learned working for this one company that literally all they do is negotiation classes online. Oh, wow. And I would go do their makeup. And it was like fake students in a classroom And I just listened to all of these negotiation tactics and I was like, whoa. And it was basically they are the company that uses um, like the personality thing, like the INFJ, INFJ. Yes, yes, yes. They use that to negotiate. So they are too. No way. It's really cool. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So they talk to you about like, if you know somebody's an INFP, you can talk to them this way to get get what you want out of them. That's basically like how they, what their shtick is. But it's what? so interesting. Yeah, I, I want to look this up. Who? How do I want to take this class? Yeah, they basically have a really interesting viewpoint. But I took uh, the negotiation tip that I kind of like barely touch on in the planner uh, for mm-hmm. February is all about negotiating. And I kind of talk about what they talk about, which is using a batna to negotiate. So yeah, give you guys an idea basically. Of yeah. In the in the book. Hold, hold off for one second because I want to actually talk about this really quick for those of you guys that haven't checked out the freelancer makeup artist makeup artist edition planner. So what Alicia has done is every, so you have the planner itself for like, you know, your days and appointments and things like that. But she also included all of this other stuff. So she was just talking about budgeting. So she has the budgeting in there, the ledgers, um, mileage logs, your daily organizer. And then she also has little like almost like exercises where it's like your vision board, your, your goals for the year. And then the goals. And then, so for each month, and I just realized this, Alicia, that each month you have the, a theme. Girl, I, did, I, I, I have no idea. I did. I yes. completely just like did not even see that. Um, so each month she has a theme and then there's all these different like resources. So like you were just saying in February, it's negotiating. So then on the sidebar, of you know the first page of February you have all these resource links that you know you suggest which is so cool and like books and videos and things like that is so cool and then she has like holidays and trade resources and just like it's so cool what you've done and I really really appreciate it and I know I feel like every single makeup artist and hairstylist for that matter could really really they're going to love this. And I, I'm sure you're getting like people that are just going nuts over it. Oh yeah. There's definitely people that are like, they get it. And it's, I honestly, because I didn't think too much about it. I didn't really like, I, I could have done more research to see what like the market wanted, but I didn't care what the market wanted. I just know that like, I, at the end of the day, I made this book for me. Yeah. So like take what you will from it, but this is so it, it's kept me already. Like just prepping it has gotten me so organized mm-hmm. going into next year. Like I had a 2019 paper version that I had printed um, when I was kind of like going through this, but it's so crazy how organized it makes me. And I know exactly if I do a job, how much that job costs me to do. Yes. To book. And as I was researching the topics, what, what made me want to add the additional resources, like the books and the videos and all those links that I gave you guys 
on those pages was because those were the things I was sourcing for some of the material. And mm-hmm. I was learning so much from these people that I was like, well, you guys should too. Cause if you want to dig deeper into a concept, like maybe you don't, maybe you know how to set rates. You don't need to look at those videos or books or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause you've already got like a solid rate. You've been doing this for 25 years. You get it but a student doesn't. So that might really help with them. Um, you know, I know people that have been doing this for 15 years that couldn't negotiate their way out of a paper bag. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) those concepts and videos might really help that person, um, learn how to be a better negotiator. Mm -hmm. Um, there's things like adaptability and self-care is a big thing in December because we have a little bit of downtime. So you can really like reflect on your year. You can take better care of yourself and, you know, uh, we're all tired, sleep in every day, like whatever you need to do for self-care. So, Mm -hmm. so I talk a lot about like these different concepts, but even like the quotes, um, so like on the calendar pages, there's a quote from somebody who's either like a financial expert or a makeup artist or Mm -hmm. um, somebody who just said something really smart regarding our industry. Um, and those are even related to the topic every month. Um, Mm -hmm. so cool. I love it. Yeah. So uh, another thing too, is like, you know, I see classes pop up all the time, like these great education classes and by other makeup artists that are like three months away. And I'm like, yeah, I really want to take it, but it's like $900. I got to figure out how to pay for that. Mm-hmm. So there's space in your monthly planner to be like, Hey, in May, there's a, a class for $900 and I need to either save up or I need to decide not to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can jot it down. So all of these things are like kind of trying to keep you on financial track because that is the hardest part, um, of what we do is keeping yeah. of our money. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I think that you said it perfectly earlier is that they don't teach you business and no. they don't, and they don't teach you self-care. And I think those are more like imperative than the artistry itself. And I think that no matter what stage any artist is at, they, this, they'll find this planner really, really valuable. Whether like, if you are at the beginning you're going to learn so much and you'll be ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. And then if you're not, you're going to get your shit together. It's going to be very beneficial for everybody. Exactly. And, um, there's even like lingo, like set lingo. So like, you know, if you're newer to the game, you'll learn set lingo or set etiquette and things like that. And business plans and things like that. I thought it was very, very smart of you. And um, I know I'm right now like getting ready to start writing in mine because January is like what, three weeks away, two weeks. Yeah. It's crazy. I can't remember how fast this year has gone by. I know. I know. But, and I'm really, really happy that we're going to be giving a special coupon code for our listeners. So stay tuned for information on that. Well, um, one thing too, that we were just talking about like inventory. Um, so I, I actually suggest that people start on the inventory page and I know that's funny. It's a, a sort of counterintuitive because the inventory and mileage stuff is all at the back of the book. Right. Mm-hmm. So that inventory page, as I'm filling it out, um, is actually really eye-opening because I didn't, I, it forced me to go through all of my back stocks. So that hands how this student is going to end up with all this extra stuff. Um, but I went through all my back stock and, uh, I'm like, wow, I have 15 tubes of mascara and I just bought one more. Like there's $7 I didn't need to spend or $20, you know, depending on the brand. Um, mm-hmm. all of the eyeshadow palettes, I'm like, I don't ever need to buy another eyeshadow palette again. I don't ever. care what anybody comes out yeah. with <laughs> ever again. I'm not ever buying again. It. But I know that now because I'm writing down my inventory. So it's also like a little embarrassing. Like I feel like a bit of a hoarder, which is fine because sure, sometime I'll maybe need it. But you don't, you know, you get to a point where like you don't buy things because you maybe need it in the future. You buy it when you need it, need it. Yeah. So that page is really important. And then that 
leads you to like you're setting your rates worksheet because now you know that you have 17 bottles of foundation and you can figure out the average use or whatever and then your cost per use and then you can start to figure out how much it costs you to do a job Mm -hmm. um which translate into your kit fee so you can charge you know if the job is going to be a hundred dollars kit fee charge a hundred dollars kit fee um even though the standard is usually like 25 or 50 depending on the job um and then it'll just kind of like from that point every month you should be listing your expenses and those might change you might buy a car and now you have a car payment you didn't have before or your insurance premium changes, mm-hmm. all of those things. Um, a roommate moves out and now your rent's double, you know? Um, all of these things will help you kind of better plan. And I think at the end of the day, that's what I want everybody to be able to use this for. Plus the education. And it the education pieces in there just kind of encourage like the ongoing, um, the ongoing need for us to learn and change and adapt and like, for example, when I was in makeup school, um, HD was just becoming a thing, mm-hmm. which was crazy. It was blowing everyone's minds. Like it was kind of making some yeah. people's skills completely irrelevant and it was sort of screwing people yeah. because they needed to learn how to do HD makeup and they were doing television with the Ziora, like pancake makeup. Yep. So um, it's kind of interesting to see uh, some people's resistance to ongoing education. And even though you've been doing this for 30 years, like I really love the Mm. artists that are like, you go to these classes at these, um, makeup retailers. And I love seeing people that have been doing this for 30 years, sitting in those classes right next to the people that are brand new. It, it, I'm like, you are the reason that this industry thrives, Mm -hmm. um, because you continue to learn and you want to grow and you want to change. And I love that. And some people don't. <laughs> yeah. And they, some people are really stubborn. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed this interview and yeah. I know there's a lot of valuable information that you gave. So thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and absolutely awesome. a little bit. I got <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> in 10 more years. We'll see. <laughs> we have a lot more. Cool. Well, um, Yeah. So thank you so much for being here, Alicia. And for those of you guys that want to purchase the planner, uh, where can we find that, Alicia? So you guys can um, find it a few places now. So you can find it at themakeupartistplanner.com. That is the only place that you can get all the accessories, things like inserts. Um, We have some pins on sale. Um, For convenience, if you guys are on the go, um, something just happened today, actually breaking news, Amazon Prime has it picked up so you can get it on Amazon Prime um, if you need it shipped like tomorrow um, because I'm not Amazon I cannot get it to you that quick (laughs) Um, sweet well thank you so much Alyssa I appreciate you being here All right, all right. There you have it, Alicia Byrunas. I love her to death. You guys definitely give her a follow on Instagram. Her Instagram is at Alicia Movie Makeup, and it's spelled A L I S H A Movie Makeup. Also, make sure that you follow her freelance makeup artist planner Instagram as well, which is just at Makeup Artist Planner follow her. She's got some really awesome content and definitely check out her planner. Now, like I said, I'm going to give all the information so you guys can get that t- that coupon code. And basically you're just going to go to www.themakeupartistplanner.com 
checkout, do everything, get whatever it is that you want. And then at checkout, you will use coupon code WIT20 and that will get you 20% off. Now, I just want to make sure that I emphasize if you go through anything that's not her direct website, unfortunately, this coupon code will not work. So this coupon code is only for the makeupartistplanner.com. You'll get 20% off WIT20 at checkout. And WIT basically just stands for what it takes. So have at it, save some money, and get a really badass planner. I know it's a little late in the year, but it is never too late to plan out the rest of your year and have a really cool planner along the way. Also, there's a lot of really great things that's, you know, beyond just planning and everything. There's a lot of really great content in there as well, aside from the date book and, you know, kind of the uh, day-to-day or month-to-month stuff. So check it out, you guys. Thank you so much for listening once again. Definitely subscribe, leave a review, leave a comment, do all that good stuff. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Actually, hear you guys later. I don't know. One of the two. Have a wonderful rest of your week, you guys.